1: There are more women like me or like Coco who were raised in a traditional setting. A lot of women today, they are not that. And if they attend college, the more degrees they get, the more feminized they are. And then church, it's only an excuse to become more feminist, honestly.
2: You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Sound off in the live. If you guys are joining uh, during Monday's uh, premiere or pre recorded live, sound off in the live chat. I'm usually in there editing videos. Uh, otherwise, if you're watching on the replay, drop a comment below. Any comment will do. Uh, it could be your favorite emoji. Doesn't really matter. Follow me on social media, guys. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comonmanpod.com Get your free stickers, get 20 dating app openers, and now get a free chapter of my upcoming book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. You get that free chapter when you sign up for the email list at com. And for a limited time, you can... You can pre-say or pre-order the Kindle edition of my book. At, if you go to books.comonmanpod.com you can pre-order the Kindle edition for only 99 cents for a limited time. And uh, otherwise, the paperback and the hardcover and the special edition will be available on Amazon on December 11th. I'm also gonna be making autographed copies available on Gumroad as well. So stay tuned for that. Check out my Practical Law of Attraction course. I'm gonna play an ad for that here in a minute. Join the beer club guys beer.com on manpod.com is a, is, a, is a men's group we get together once a month talk about guy stuff there's a private telegram group where guys share all sorts of nonsense in there it's funny and um, and then you also get a free PDF with my uh, my new book um, that's it's the PDF version of the Kindle edition that I uploaded to to Amazon so you get that for free all for joining the beer club guys and then coaching's available at Gumroad dot come on man pod.com. all right joining me on the show today are two up and coming rabble rousing whammen. uh they're doing their part to teach women how not to be 304s all right in fact i don't know if we're at the eight minute mark but it doesn't matter we've got we've got elena's bar fitness shame this horse that's right. We got Elena on the show. We also have Mrs. Producer Coco Lawrence, Glenn Lawrence's wife. She's uh, She's got her own show, Pillow Talk with Coco. And she and Elena get together and they do uh, they do an episode for the whamen, teaching whamen not to be sluty-sloots. And so I talked to them about that. It's actually a fun conversation. And I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags, and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life, and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high-quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my practical law of attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moths to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? right, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty P. Active Mint customers by five thirty-one twenty-four. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. All right, joining me on the podcast are two up and coming rabble rousing women who are doing their part to teach the how to not be whoers, Uh, and how to possibly be more traditional in a marriage-type dynamic. It's uh, Elena from Elena's Bar uh, Fitness and Mrs. Producer, Coco Lawrence, from Pillow Talk with Coco.
1: What's going on, ladies? Not much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for inviting us, Paul.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Glenn Glenn put the, the idea in my head, and he's like, you should talk to these ladies about being married to, to red pill men. And um, so I brought that up and y'all were like, no, <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that. Let's talk about other, let's talk about being traditional. It's like, okay, fine, All we right. can do that. Elena, let's start yes. with you. Tell, tell people about yourself, what do you do and a little bit about your channel.
1: Oh, I basically just teach fitness. I teach awareness and mindfulness to people on my YouTube channel. I've been teaching fitness for over three years now and running a YouTube channel. I don't have a lot of subscribers. And uh, as it turns out, not many people want to exercise.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of fat people in the United States.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's a, a lot problem. of
1: unhealthy people don't watch their diets. People don't exercise. People don't want to commit to fitness. And my main concern is if you don't want to commit to your health and to your well-being, um, what shall we say about relationships
2: (laughs) right yeah uh ryan stone says it uh you know when he used to do coaching he 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 stopped doing that because guys don't listen right but Mm -hmm. he used to say uh go to the gym right that was that's the first thing we're gonna do you're gonna go to the gym you're gonna lift weights and he's like if they couldn't even be bothered to do that he's like you're not doing my program because if you're not willing to do that you're not gonna do the other stuff you know it's just pure laziness so Cool. Coco, same thing. Tell us about you.
0: Um, well, I am a jack of many trades. I have a business degree. I used to be a personal trainer. Um, like Elena actually taught bar and yoga, um, did Pio. Um, I have my aesthetics license and then I have my small, but hopefully growing channel of pillow talk with Coco. And I love my show that I do with Elena called wise club.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I tuned in the, at the time of this recording. There's a spacetime continuum. I spent uh, an hour and a half with you guys last night, just spouting off of the chat. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. So what, what? What is what is bar fitness? That's a type of exercise. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's effectic- effectively based on ballet. You are familiar with ballet, right? But ba- it's ba- more- ballet. Yeah, ballet. Yeah, you call it ballet. We call it ballet in Russian. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, So it's based on ballet and um, it's just less intense on your joints. It's effectively similar exercises for your lower body. We are also implementing light hand weights to work on the upper body and it's a full body workout it's very good for your cardio and i've seen men are really benefiting from this form of exercise Uh, i've trained with football players they really love it because uh, you effectively tone all of your muscles but uh, with less pain and less um, stress on your joints because as we age yeah. We are not getting younger. We have to be mindful of the exercises that we are doing, and we have to accommodate them to our needs and our current physical capabilities. And bar is a great alternative for ballet. So it's
2: it's like a, an exercise based on dance, like like Zumba.
1: There is a little bit of that. You can definitely add some cardio element to it, which I try to do. It depends on the music and the beat. So I usually use 128 beat per minute. Some instructors prefer it slower. Some prefer faster if they wanted to get into the cardio. Yeah. But I find that 128 uh, BPM is the perfect um, middle ground for a lot of people. And- you couldn't
2: do it to slayer can't
1: <laughs> you, can-, you, can, do you what? can do anything
0: you want really with bar as long as you just know how to break down the cardio with with the techniques okay. i mean because like it's i would use regular fun music in my class and it's basically like you're using the positions in ballet and using, um, time under tension and repetition. So like, let's say you'll be in like, you'll like do plies in two, 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 then slide to three and then two, 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 slide to three, or you'll use like a Pilates ball and then you'll put it between your legs and stand in plie and then squeeze mm-hmm. your legs together. Okay. then you'll like stretch and then move over. Like, so you, you have a flow of the movements with it and you can use fun music. You just have to count the beats and figure out the choreo for the moves so that way the fluidity goes
2: well okay i don't think there's yeah. a lot of beats in in slayer it's just a lot of yelling um anyway that's it
1: a- <laughs> it's a fun class fall join us you'll have a lot of fun i usually I, don't I'm run.
2: Gonna do it. i'm gonna yeah. pass
1: well, i that. mean it's <laughs> it <sounds> like <laughs> i'm not no <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a good workout. It, it really helps you to condition all of the muscles. It's good for cross-training purposes. Okay. Like if you are doing yoga, if you're doing Pilates, and they're kind of complementing each other. I don't just teach bar. I teach Pilates. I teach different yoga styles. Mm-hmm. And I find it very complementing. And uh, it helps people to gain strength in the upper body. In the lower body, and as Coco was saying, there are a lot of isometric holds in bar. Uh, we are working on balance, stability muscles. Yeah, and you can teach it to special populations, which is older people. You can teach it to pregnant women. You you can teach it to anybody, effectively. People who don't have severe injuries, or you know. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah,
2: that makes a lot of sense. Uh let's switch gears here. Let's talk about your guys' wives club podcast. What's the goal of the wives club? Coco, Um, let's, let's go with you.
0: I, I mean, for me, the reason why I was excited when Elena and I had talked about it is because we are both traditional women that are married and we see a lot of what's going on in today's day and age and don't think that women truly understand like one, the benefits of being in a traditional marriage because society has brainwashed them to live a different lifestyle. And, but also brainwashed them to have this delusion that they deserve things that they don't even qualify for because of the life that they chose. Mm So us just showing like, almost like living through an example is like, I, we're trying to like show like we're basically showing like this is what the standard is, basic standard, which it's mm-hmm. not that hard to actually achieve. So it's just yeah. trying to reach, in my opinion, for me, it's always about reaching women to try to hopefully help even women who may even they're not doing some of these things, but they're thinking about it. Like I want to help prevent women from making those choices that could potentially cause them to not have a healthy marriage relationship as they get older.
2: Yeah. Like so you're would you say that your target demographic is younger women than like, you know, early 20s, like they're just just starting out life and right before they they go ride that that cock carousel <laughs> that we talk about in the the red pill you, you ladies are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, don't go on the carousel." Let's, I mean, uh, I, I let's guess, think about but I mean, maybe. I
0: know some I know some women that are around my age, you know, that are also, you know, um, going through a divorce, unfortunately, or have just gotten recently divorced, and they don't know what to do, and they're like, today's dating plate, like dating range, like sucks, and I'm like, well, yes, and so it's for me, it's like also, hey, I know you were married a long time, but that doesn't mean you need to go through a whole phase. Like mm-hmm. it's preventative, I guess. For me, it doesn't like really focusing on younger women to be like, Hey, don't make these bad decisions and women who are getting like older, maybe starting fresh being like, Hey, that doesn't mean that, you know, we need to hop on every pogo stick that gives you attention because you weren't in a happy marriage or Uh you guys were in a sexless marriage for a while, like just still make better choices so that you can actually find the person that you do want to have to spend the rest of the time that you have here on earth with.
2: Got it. Okay. Um, Elena,
1: let me ask you a question. Where, where did you grow up? Oh, <laughs> I knew that question was coming. Well, I'm originally from Russia. Yeah. This is why Rolo called me once Russian babushka.
2: Right, right, right. You He's,
1: can probably hear that. Yeah, ex- you're, you're,
2: his, you're his Russian babushka, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got recently replaced, though. I watched <laughs> with another well, Rolo, Russian Rolo, babushka.
2: <laughs> Rolo, Rolo hangs around with uh, with Mike Sartain a lot, so he's got a uh, you know, know he's got a rotation that he's got to keep up
1: with. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll forgive him. That's okay. Well, okay. anyway, I'm originally from Russia, but uh, I started, I spent most of my time in Europe. I was studying communications and mass media in the okay. Czech Republic. So I lived for five years in Prague, and then I moved to Spain. I um, was studying foreign trade there.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I practiced a lot of fitness. I started my belly dancing there. And then now I'm teaching also belly dancing to people. So Spain is where I met my husband, basically. Okay. And then um, the only way for us to be together was for me to move to the United States because he didn't speak Spanish and... uh, I mean, he was working here, so uh, it was either I move or we break apart. Got it. Okay. Well,
2: so the, where I'm going with this is uh, what was it like growing up in, in these other countries like, you know, Russia, spending time in, in, in Prague and Spain and stuff like that. Was there a, were you always traditionally minded? Were you sort of raised that way or did you come to this conclusion later?
1: Well, it's interesting that you ask it because uh, I definitely felt uh, in college the influence of feminism. I kind of always wanted to settle because uh, I had my dad around he, um He basically was telling me what it is to be a traditional woman. (laughs) Mm. I remember that when I was in school, he would tell me, if you want me to drop you off to school and pick you up from school, you need to iron me the shorts. And I had to do it in a perfect way. <laughs> okay. And that was a trade-off. Either I would be using the Russian public transportation, which really sucks. I'm from a provincial town in Russia. <laughs> so okay. I was like, no, Dad, I'll, I'll do what you ask me. Just to take me to school. Okay. And then uh, his influence has kind of impacted me. But then I spent quite some time in Europe, which was really hard because I could see the indoctrination um, and how women in Europe were behaving, mm-hmm. and um, it um, it's pretty detrimental. I, I kind of had to set aside all of the fun. and focus on my studies so that i wouldn't get distracted this is how i preserved the low body count uh and uh yeah i i just had to basically isolate and become a nerd and nobody really wanted to to hang out with me nobody wants to hang out
2: with nerdy chicks yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was not fun. You know, to okay. be a nerd. <laughs> you
2: nerd. Yeah, Coco, were were you always traditionally minded, or 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 were you somewhat uh, you know I don't know? Were you somewhat left wing uh, when it came to ideology, and then you came to it later, or uh... no? Um,
0: so I grew up in California, but I grew up on a ranch. So like the closest neighbor was like over a mile away.
2: Where like, like uh, I know there's I know there's ranches in California, because uh, I, I used to live there, but like what part of the state?
0: Agua Dulce, Acton. W- where's that at? So it's by Soledad Canyon. Like if you were going, it's on the 14, and there's like the two highway for Angeles Crest Forest. Like I literally lived in the entry by where Angeles Crest Forest was in like um, like if like Vasquez Rocks area, that kind of that like
2: what I mean, what, what part of the state, like north, south, middle? Uh
0: middle.
2: About middle. Oh okay. Yeah, because if you go if people that don't know, if you go um if you go north of LA, uh there's this huge wide open land. That's all just like cattle country. And then, it, and then you, you hit Northern California and it's all like liberal land up there. And yeah.
0: Stuff. No, they used to do a lot of filming. There's like a lot of filming that, um, that the movies would do out there in Agua Dulce Canyon, because they had these nice homes and it was all ranch and they filmed a lot of Westerns and stuff like that. Like, and it was, it literally was like an old Western town. Like it was very small. There was like the market and it was like the only the market to go to. There's yeah. only one school, one high school, one you know, elementary school, a few churches. Um, so that sounds, I, that sounds
2: like the area I live in now. There's like there's I, a I th- th- there's like a million churches and like 10 people.
0: And- <laughs> I, I I love it. Everybody knew everybody. Um, yeah. everybody was really big into the community stuff. So I grew up very traditional because I was also very isolated. My parents were very protected parents. Um, my mom um, side of the family is a very strong Christian faith. My dad grew up Catholic. He was like in Catholic private school when he was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, he fell out of that only just because like, he's like the nuns do beat you. And I'm like, oh, so like, he didn't really care for that. But my dad would, you know, go to our church with us, um, like on holidays and stuff like that, special events. And they knew my dad, but, um, my parents didn't trust people you know, except people that were in their group because like, you don't know what people are going to do with your kids. I don't want somebody else teaching my kids something that I don't feel is appropriate. Um, my dad and my mom are both very traditionalists and my dad more so like my dad is actually the man that taught me a lot about what it's like to be a traditional woman. Cause my dad's originally from Costa Rica. So women are very different there. My dad's side of the family is from Spain and his mom's side is from Costa Rica. So it was very, very traditional. He's like, you need to learn how to cook. You need to keep a clean house. Um, uh, he's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like the first thing in the morning, you don't want to look like a hot mess. You always want to look presentable. So I don't care if at least you just brush your hair, your hairs in curlers and you put your face on, you know, you have to have something that makes you look somewhat decent in a nice robe. Don't be coming out in baggy shirts and sweatpants and stuff like that. He's like, but when you're by the time your husband comes home you want to make sure that you're fully clothed your hair and your makeup's done or at least he's like may not have to wear makeup all the time but at least you'll have your hair done and your face looks nice and presentable no sleep in your eyes my dad would tell me in the morning he's like did you wash your face did you comb your hair like <laughs> my dad was the person that taught me a lot about that and taught me also how to be self-sufficient and he would be very adamant and saying like i'm not showing you this because you need to like you need to know how to do this as a woman. He's like, I'm only showing you this because in case there is nobody around, he goes, mm-hmm. because the man is supposed to do these things. There are things that are, man are supposed to do like change your tire, change the oil in your car, maintain mm-hmm. the house, um, the property. But we did that because, you know, it was like chores and responsibilities, learning how to have chores and responsibilities early, you know? So that was the difference between my mom and my dad. My mom is very much like go with the flow and, okay like she's just like happy go lucky all the time and my dad's like these are the things you need to know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah dads i find are a little more structure based and moms are sort of just like let's see how we feel today you know and it's it's nothing and that's actually a really good dynamic for kids you know yeah Um, it it really it's the best of both worlds you know, they they learn that sort of nurturing aspect from their mom and then they, they get the, the rigid stability from their dads, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, my it's, mom was more of the keeping, uh, doing what she can to make sure that my sister and myself and my brother stayed abstinent until marriage. Mm-hmm. My mom was, um, you know, I mean, because my mom and my dad got pregnant before they got married. Mm. Um, but they knew that they would to. How that me? happen? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> even though they were around. totally destined to be married my mom <laughs> she told me that story it was funny she's like when i saw your dad walk into my bar and because my mom was never a promiscuous woman she was very traditional but when she saw my dad walk into the bar she's like i'm gonna marry that man you know granted they got pregnant before they got married but they already had plans like they knew that they really liked each other but it's like my mom's job was that so my mom used to tell us all these crazy lies about how you can get pregnant And people make fun of me when they actually hear the stories. And I used Uh to be so embarrassed growing up because I would say like, oh, you can't do this because you'll get pregnant. People like, what? And I'm like, (laughs) my mom told me that. Like, So my mom really
1: wanted to make sure that. That's genius, though.
2: That's genius. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of how was my childhood. I was in school and we were taken to a lot of the seminars where the doctors were explaining to us the outcomes of unwanted pregnancies, the STDs, all of that stuff, multiple times a year. And even then, it didn't stop a few girls to be knocked up. So, I remember one trip when we were going with my classmates to the, um, uh, to St. Petersburg. Uh, my dad told me before we went there. Whatever you do, just don't get pregnant. <laughs> I still oh. remember them, like that. It wasn't like I wasn't going, to. he's like, "I'm just saying."
2: <laughs> I I was a teenager, and uh, man, so I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but um, the the gal that got me into the space I call her Red Pill Chick. Right, her her both her oldest kids got pregnant in high school while I was dating her. Right, her her daughter was a senior, got pregnant. And, um, and I just, I remember I was, I was absolutely shocked. My daughter, my daughter was 12 at the time I came home and I was like, we're talking. And I sat her down and I gave her the talk when she was 12, you know? And I was like, you can't, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. You have goals in life. And although, you know, it, it might not completely kill your, your dreams and your goals, it will significantly, uh, make it harder for you to achieve them if you get pregnant in high school. And, and I was like, and boys will say anything. Boys will literally say anything to get in your pants and you just have to not let that happen and stuff. Right. And so as she was going through high school, she's in college now. I got her over the finish line. I got her graduated Woo! from high school without getting pregnant. Uh, yeah. She was like, she was uh man. She was seeing this one boy. He was lived in Denver. Thank God. You know, so she wasn't sneaking out of the house and trying to do dumb stuff like that. <laughs> But, uh, he came over for like her prom, you know? And, uh, so I pulled her to the side and I was like, I'm, I am not condoning anything, but here's a condom because if you do decide to make a dumbass decision, I, I want you to be smart about it at least. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, Oh my God, dad, uh, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I, Hey, Hey, I was like, you cannot trust his condom. That's been in his wallet for six months. Dry rotting. I was like, mm-hmm. you're taking this fresh condom and if you don't you know i if you use it you know great you know what i i don't want to know i don't want to know but at least you have it and you're equipped you know and so i was just very real with it very real and pragmatic because i was i was a teenager you know we all have hormones and you know we all do crazy stuff a lot of us do crazy stuff when we're teenagers Mm -hmm. and i was just like telling kids um you know like not to do it and forbidding them and stuff like that just it just it's like clamping down i think just makes them want to squeeze through your fingers i know because i was that teenager (laughs) sneaking out of my house at night going to girls houses and stuff you know so i just wanted her to make good decisions it's it's tough you know it's tough for everybody out there and you know everybody's hormones are raging
0: my dad did the same thing i mean my mom was mainly the one that tried to my mom tried to put the fear of god into us when it came to sex Mm-hmm. and you know she always tell us her story she's like it's just not safe because i'm extremely fertile so most likely you guys are because i got pregnant with your sister which she did it's not a lie yeah.
2: your she dad literally walked life. into a bar looked at her and she became pregnant it was crazy
0: apparently but she got <laughs> pregnant on birth control anaconda so my sister yeah. was destined to happen don't know she's like so my mom's like you don't want to do that but my dad gave me a speech similar to you you know my dad always told me he's like look I really having to have this conversation. I'm like, Oh God, are we going to have a sex talk? And he was like, well, I mean, I don't know what your mother's told you, but I got to give you my speech because I am a man. I was a boy. I was your age. Mm-hmm. They will literally same thing. They will say and do anything they can to try to get into your pants. I, I, I literally mother, teach you guys
2: to say and do it. <laughs> that's, that's like, whole podcast is about. Say
0: and do Anything. And I'm just yeah. like, really? And he's like, yes. He goes, it's all a lie. He's like, just, Make smart decisions. He's like, You're going through a lot of hormones, and the boys, even more so. He's like, So I'm just asking you to be smart. And I'm like,
2: Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all about trying to just equip them with making good decisions and and understanding the consequences behind it. That's what I I like to think, anyway. So let me ask, uh, let me ask you this. Would would you, are you uh, like, I know, I know Coco sort of, uh, very Christian, you know, her and Glenn are, are, you know, sort of like, like to talk about the Christian stuff. Do you talk about the Christian stuff too? Or would you say you're a religious person, Alina? Uh,
1: well, I, I think that there is difference between being a religious person and being a faithful person. Okay. So if you ask me, would I talk about religion? I would much rather not to, but I know no, my no. husband wouldn't mind that. You know.
2: Okay. The, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. curious. It's, it's all about, it's all about sort of, I guess, worldview, right? So yeah. let me ask you this then. Um, and then we'll, and then we'll ask you the same question, but from a, a, a Christian perspective, Coco, but Elena, what does it mean to be a a traditional wife uh, to you? Hmm.
1: Well, first of all, um, a traditional woman is a woman who complies to her husband. So, if your husband tells you, okay, sweetie, and he doesn't have to be mean about it, right? This is the common misconception that a lot of feminists have today. Oh, you say comply, I must completely commit to him and do whatever he tells me, and what if he tells me to do nasty things? Well, first of all, if he loves you, he's not going to do anything that would hurt you later on. In fact, he will um, maybe help you to become a better human being So this um, assumption that men are evil uh, is just so wrong. And uh, a traditional woman is just a woman who uh, wants to be in a family. She wants to be married. She wants to be uh, taken care of by a strong, rational, masculine man. And in exchange, she offers her services. She offers her good traits uh, to a man in exchange for the long-term security.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Coco, same question, but what does it mean in the context of a, a Christian marriage?
0: Um, well, it's basically under like, well, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, but same things as a lot of things that Elena had said, you know, it's that you're looking for that person that you're equally yoked with and understanding the the hierarchy of how things go biblically, which it goes putting God first. God is the foundation In both of your guys' relationship. In your marriage, you always seek God first for everything that you guys do. Mm -hmm. And before anybody makes a decision or the husband's thinking about something that he maybe wants to change or do within the family, he's supposed to go God first, pray on it. So it goes God, husband, wife, kids, dogs. So that's basically like the hierarchy. So like, for instance, if the husband's having issues, you know, typically the husband doesn't come and talk to the wife. He can, he can let the wife know what's going on but um, he's not really supposed to go to the wife with all of his problems. He's supposed to go to God for his problems. Me Mm -hmm. as the wife, I'm, I'm having an issue with something. I'm supposed to go to my husband first, see if he can help me. If he can't help me, then go to God. But um, finding somebody that you're equally yoked with understanding and being um, submissive to your husband, playing your role, which whatever your role is as far as your dynamic and the way that I grew up with it is kind of like Elena said, you know, is that finding, that person that can provide for you because that's how my dad raised me finding a good man that is a good man that treats you right um that can provide for you in the family um mm-hmm. to have kids i unfortunately can't have kids so that's why i have a dog mm-hmm. um so having kids um and then in exchange you are to play your role so my role would be like i cook I clean, I make sure that I'm sexually available for him whenever he would like, whenever he would need um, to be his helper, to support him and to give him good advice on things, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, granted, my parents kind of struggled with that a little bit more because my dad was a little bit more old school tradition because of where he grew up. Mm -hmm. even though my mom's Christian, they still, we all have our faults. And I know that I do that sometimes too, where it's like, instead of being completely submissive, sometimes I do struggle with that because I'm like, wait a minute, well, why, <laughs> you know? And then, but most wives are supposed to be like, okay, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. you know,
0: and my mom sometimes would compete with certain things that it was supposed to be like my father's final say. And then sometimes a mom would try to be like, debate with it or argue like, well, why can't we do it this way? well, why do we need to do this? And my dad'd be like, because I said so, why can't you just trust me?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you guys, have you ladies ever seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) That reminds me of, I think if women are smart and strategic, right, they will be very much like uh, the mom in that, where she's like, look, he may be the head of the household, but we're the neck, right? (laughs) And so Uh she's like, it, it, it to get the dad to make a decision on something that they wanted, they're like, we have to make it his decision. So they go up and they they present a problem in such a way that the only possible outcome that he can come up with is what they wanted him to do anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's actually pretty genius to do that. Uh, like if smart women would do something like that uh-huh. <laughs> in a situation like that. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Uh, so let me let me ask you this. I've heard in the space I don't necessarily agree with it uh cuz there's some guys in the in in the red pill trademark community I call it red, red pill trademark I got that from Ryan Stone uh where like they'll say women can't love at all right it's it's love flows down from from man to woman to child to dog and then respect flows upwards is that sort of that almost sounds like the way the 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 bible Describes it though, isn't it, or or no? It well, might, the Bible
0: I mean? um, specifically says for women to respect and submit to your husbands. Okay. And then the husbands is to love his wife the way that Christ loved the church.
2: Okay. All right. So that tech so sort of as love flows downwards, respect upwards.
0: Goes based on the hierarchy. Got it. I'm not okay. saying that you don't have respect for your wife because they do say that in church. It's not saying that you don't respect your wife, but. <laughs> what a man is supposed to have is ultimately respect because he values respect over you constantly just trying to show him love he mm-hmm. values respect more than anything else and women being emotional creatures that we are the thing that we look for is being loved and being mm-hmm. shown that we are loved so Got that's it. why God has it that way
2: that makes sense that yeah that that makes sense okay um all right elena what are key principles and values that underlie a traditional marriage? In your opinion.
1: Well, in my opinion, it's understanding. If a couple doesn't understand each other, there is not much they can do there. Um, it's also commitment. Um, I I believe that monogamy is the best and probably the most stable form of society. And it requires both a man and a woman commit to each other for the long-term relationship. And uh, I honestly don't understand the modern trends that are happening for polygyny and open kind of relationships, because it's really, uh, it's just absurd. You know, in my understanding, you either are together and you do it as a family unit, because it only makes our society stronger if we create a better uh, platform as a family for our children, our children will grow up as um, stronger, emotionally more stable, physically stronger people.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I um, I believe that understanding plays in effect when we are talking about relationships. Then commitment to each other. Then... Um, like insight, Rollo actually brought up insight, where a woman can kind of read what a man wants and anticipate uh, his mood, and then if he's not in a mood, just don't bug him. (laughs) Come Mm -hmm. later and ask for what you want later. Um, Yeah, this kind of dynamics and observation of each other's behavior, because I've been reading a book uh, recently, artists recommended it was The Hidden Hormone, Uh, testosterone Mm -hmm. and the woman was describing that the preferences in food or um, elsewhere can change and then if you are not careful or with your husband or your wife you can miss on the uh, cues you can miss on the information that they are giving to you so you might think that oh my husband hates pizza but then over time he actually maybe Adjusted and he doesn't hate it anymore and then you as a wife didn't pay attention to it so you kind of are evolving together
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um you you work as one power you become one union to to reach your common goals whatever it is either you want a companionship or you want to have children and yeah in 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 my mind, it's uh, the union. This is why I'm not a fan of sharing. <laughs> when we talked uh-huh. about it <laughs> with Coco, I'm like what's mine is mine. I, I don't want to share yeah. it because I invested into this relationship, uh, physically, emotionally. I love this person that I'm with, and he loves me in return. And I I don't want anybody to be like in in between this relationship. There is nobody better who can who can do it than Us, you know, me and my husband.
2: Yeah. Well, let me ask, let me ask the both of you and we'll, we'll start with, with Coco on this one. Then what about guys in the space? I'm not going to name any names, uh, but there's lots of guys in the space that think this, um, you know, uh, like, and, and it's, it's based on how things sort of work out. Right. But like real, like high, high value guys, you know, Mm -hmm. high value guys, they, uh, they tend to attract lots of women. All the women are going for the same guy. And so sometimes women do have to share the guy. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on that type of dynamic for someone like, let's say a Jay Waller type?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, if, if that is the man's prerogative and he's okay with it, that's, that's his own business. Mm
1: -hmm. I just
0: know that in all honesty, that if we lived in a society, like one of the episodes that Elena and I did that talked about, um, how they're, you know, hoping that there will never come a time where, you know, that people are going to have to start sharing. Um, I honestly would not be that woman. And I was like, I would much rather just have to struggle on my own and make ends meet by myself than Mm -hmm. ever have to share anybody. Yeah. Especially if I couldn't have a guy like that I consider to be a high valued man. I don't consider men because they're wealthy, they're in the public eye, everybody knows them and they have all the the sixes are not even the sixes but just they have everything and mm-hmm. open unlimited access to women. Like I don't find that desirable.
2: Okay, fair enough. Same same question, Elena, what do you think about that?
1: Oh, those uh, girls who fall for the top 10% of men?
2: (laughs) It's probably more like 1%. Yeah, 1%.
1: Well, uh, look, those guys are doing it because there is demand for them. And if a woman uh, wants to be next on his list... Personally, it's her choice, but then I see what kind of outcome we are headed into. I think that uh, women in general, the traditional women, the married women, we need to unite and we need to, to tell this women that this is not the appropriate kind of behavior. Mm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not... Uh, um, like if we didn't have the outcome where we are headed into and polygyny wouldn't be on display in the near future for us, I would say, I don't care. She can do whatever she wants. It's her body. Like many women out there would probably say and criticize me for uh, crucifying these girls for doing it. And they're not the only ones who are doing it because men who, who spin plates, they're not helping either. The simping men, they don't help either. This is what we talked about with Coco yesterday and uh yeah if uh, those girls agree uh on the terms with this man um they're going to be replaced eventually because these men are not interested in a long-term stable relationship and they are not uh the majority of the men out there mm-hmm. the majority of men are celibate they have no access to women because women don't pay attention to them and then the question becomes how much of this is um uh hypogamous nature of women and how much of this is the feminist propaganda that told women that only this top men deserve your attention and you deserve the best
2: yeah i think it's, i think that that sort of thing the the 80% of guys being celibate that's a lot of that it's not just the the women it's uh guys that are just fucking lazy they're so fucking lazy you know if they j- if they, if they did like certain things, they would easily be in like the top 25%, the top 20% of dudes, like just the the slightest bit of effort, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, the guys are so lazy these days. They can't even be bothered to do it. You know, it's it, that it's a multifaceted problem for sure. I don't think it's just the the women being choosy. I think people should have standards, you know, I think I agree. absolutely should have standards.
1: Well, um, not, not delusional standards, all. A lot of women are delusional today. And oh, lots of dudes
2: are delusional. It's...
1: True. When they are being yeah. told that they are perfect and they can do no wrong because it's applicable for both men and women, I... both, both of yeah. them listen to these meditations and affirmations.
2: <laughs> well, the dudes that uh, – there's dudes out there, you know, they I, – I cannot stand the, the guys that go out there and they're like, what do you bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, what the fuck do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know except for alcoholism and and uh uh, you know uh gout i don't know like what (laughs) right mommy issues and stuff like that like you 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 have not done the work to uh to level up you don't understand game or frame or anything like that girl shit tests you and you lose your mind at her and stuff like that like that why would anyone one woman want to be with you. You can't ask her. What do you bring to the table when you haven't even done any of the work yourself? You know, so I, I, it, it's definitely a, a multifaceted problem. Going back to the uh, the women who uh, opt to share a high value guy, do you think that that sort of sets a lot of women up for sort of heartache and failure because they're they're like, oh, I'm I'm going to get with this guy and I'm going to be his number one and they're going to compete. And they might not win. And that guy might not, you know, they're just in the hopes that he'll just settle down with just the one. And, and it just will never happen.
0: I think all women have that thought process. Even mm-hmm. when they're the side chick, there are dudes that have a main chick and then their side chick is always helping them. Even though he fully discloses that, you know, you're just a side chick. Women have this thing. It's like the, I can fix them kind of weird Toxic mm-hmm. mentality, like we think that we can fix broken men when really they need to fix themselves first. Mm-hmm. It's not our job to fix them because we that, end up being broken, and it's our own yeah. freaking fault. So that, like- that
2: was the uh, the only game tip that my dad ever gave me, which is, hey, you need to you need to start smoking or something or develop some kind of <laughs> bad habit because women want to change you. And i was like mm, okay so yeah
0: true i don't understand <laughs> it and we set ourselves up for failure and then we carry around that baggage and then we bring it into the next relationship but like i mean oh i fell out of the rabbit hole i totally forgot what i was saying
2: oh we were talking about uh the women that they're setting themselves up for failure by, right. by tr- trying to be the side chick
0: yes yeah, so like they have this delusion that like if they do all of the things that he complains that his main chick doesn't do that she will be able to replace the number one and become number one. And then when she is not number one, psycho. Mm. Like they go completely ballistic because like, I did this for you. I did this for you. She's never mm. done this, that, and that ever. And I do it for you. And you're still with her and she does this, this, and and they go, they go nuts. So can you, <laughs> I can, I can only imagine, like, it's not going to be like the sister wives. Where yeah. they all know each other, they're all best friends. They all are like, oh, he dedicates certain days of the week to all of us, so we share. Like, no, it's gonna be a much higher. I think. Higher I, I
2: think even in that dynamic, if you ever watch, like, uh, you know, they had that. They had that show, that reality show out of Utah, where the guy did have the sister wives. They yeah, were, they are all like, you know, in front of each other, we're all super nice, but they were catty as fuck. They were always like competing for his attention and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I was like, this dynamic would be the well, worst. There's always going <laughs> to be
0: that because even in those dynamics, they yeah. keep it. Um, they keep it one thing in their biblical. Okay. So the person that you marry first is always going to be number one. Mm-hmm. You are always going to spend the most time and give the most love to your first wife. hmm. So all the other girls are competing with that and they get jealous of the first wife because they wish that they were the first one because, and that means they get two days out of the week with him, not one day out of the week.
2: Mm, Got it. Yeah. That sounds horrible to me.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily want that as a guy. I mean, like I wouldn't, you know, like more women, more problems. Like why do you want to deal with that much estrogen all the time?
2: I, I will say, uh, that I used to have the mentality that I like, I couldn't spin plates. Like when I was dating, I used to think that that would be hard spinning plates actually makes dating easier for men, but uh, I don't, I couldn't possibly settle down and and try to have like, you know, four sister wives. I'd be like, this is bullshit. I (laughs) even like, you know, I I'm dating a nurse chick, even nurse chick goes home every other week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it it works out. (laughs) And she's, she treats me really nice all the time. She's, I've never had a problem with her. So it's still, she goes home. Um, she goes home. She goes home. Uh, okay. In your view, let's ask, uh, uh, ask you, uh, Alina, in your view, what are the benefits of adopting a traditional, uh, or, or adopting traditional
1: roles in marriage? Oh, that's a tricky question because uh, if we look at the practicality of it, uh, I think that a lot of families will break up before they <laughs> they even s- start thinking of adopting the traditional values now. Especially how we view even the Bible and um, yeah, coming back to religion here. Um, yeah, I-, I see a lot of Christian girls. They. They say, Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So, effectively, they should know better how to be a traditional woman based on the Bible, right? But then they're not being taught that.
2: You would think, but the the church has been extremely feminized. Yes. um, You know,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Have
2: you, you're a fan of Rollo's. Like, have you read his religion book?
1: Religion, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not much of a, 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 I'm not very religious, but I did read religion, and and he Mm -hmm. does make a lot of good points about how. Um, yeah, even even in society, it's been taken over by the the gynocentral, gynocentric social order. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, for me, the question would be, since we, I have adopted those qualities, but I didn't even have to adopt them because they come natural to me. And there are more women like me or like Coco um, who were raised in a traditional setting, more or less. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a lot of women today, they, they are not that. And if they attend college, the more degrees they get, the more feminized they are as a result. And then church, it's only an excuse to, um, to, to become more feminist, honestly. Mm-hmm. And adopting, uh, if men are willing to risk their stability in a relationship if they call it stability okay maybe they have a starfish sex once uh, once or twice a year
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's relatively stable for them uh would they want to rock that boat or not that would be my question because then if they start pushing the traditional values on feminist women women are not going to do it unless women want it or unless women feel the incentive that they need to change their behavior, like they are scared. There is no other way but to become a traditional woman. Um they, they're not going to change. Uh the society doesn't celebrate good traditional women, as we've established yesterday <laughs> mm-hmm. with Coco. And um yeah, why uh why would they want to do that?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let me uh let me ask you, Coco. I sometimes now see, like, I see some younger women, especially on like social media, not all of them, but uh, uh, here and there, I'll see them where it's like, it's almost like they're waking up. They're almost like, Hey, this feminist stuff hasn't been good for us. Like we, our job used to be, be no job, right? Like our job used to be loving our family. That used to be our job, loving our children. Taking care of our children, and now, uh, now I have to go to work nine to five, and then also take care of my kids. <laughs> you know, um, do you think women are are starting to come around, or do you think women will come around and uh, start waking up to the fact that the 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 feminist narrative as it is today is has been uh, you know sort of a bill of goods?
0: I mean, I don't have any like stats on this, so this is just my personal opinion, but I I do.
2: I think stats are bullshit anyway.
0: (laughs) I think that there there are more things like videos and stuff of women that are, you know, that are sharing like what's the benefits of being a traditional wife are getting more noticed. And I think that's kind of messing with them for a little bit being like, you know what? Cause I think it's like a double-edged sword because unfortunately as much as we would like to i think most if we can if we could give all the most of the women that weren't the toxic feminists if we can give them this are kind of like on the edge you know they have to work so they kind of struggle with like being submissive because like well i work and i make my own money but let's be honest every woman will have those quality trades for the right guy she will have no problem being submissive she will have no problem being a traditional woman and being like yes sir thank you sir as long as it's the right guy so I think if we were able to plant those women's with the right guy they would love that but unfortunately (laughs) whereas the double-edged sword is like we are now living in a society where that even can't be an option it's very rare when a man is able to actually afford for his wife to stay home and him to work (laughs) and both of them to not so I think that that's where if Feminist women might struggle being like, well, what's the point of me even being a traditional woman when I don't even get to stay home, I still have to work. And then I still have to come home and I have to cook and I have to clean and I have to take care of the kids and I have to do all these things. And I have to do all this and it creates this sort of resentment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because like, like, like the cooking and cleaning and, and stuff like that. It's like, well, even if you're single, don't you still have to do that? But now that you have a husband and you know, like all of a sudden it's a, it's, it's slavery, you know, it's yeah. to me, I like, think I, I think, I think it's, it's funny. You know?
0: slavery. I mean, okay. Cause I I've been married before. Well, okay? I'm not,
2: I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying that I'm saying a lot of these women think that
0: well, they, they, well, some people have like very toxic mind frames. Like I know one girl and she always says like, I don't need to clean your stinky drawer and i'm like okay well if he's like constantly shitting his pants you should probably take him to the gi doctor because that's not normal or he's just very unhygienic Uh but like the thing is is like it's it's more of um yes it's easier to take care of one person and my sister has three kids okay she's Mm -hmm. like even admit she was it's a lot easier to take care of one person than it is to take care of two three four or five Mm -hmm. your load gets bigger you have to cook more and as a woman We naturally also want to dote on our husbands Mm -hmm. so like if we get up to go to the kitchen we're like i'm going to the kitchen do you want anything i'm if i see that he has a plate laying around i'm gonna pick it up and take it for him like because most of the time men can't make it to the sink so Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things but when you're living by yourself you do those things naturally because you know that the only person there to take care of all of these things is you Mm -hmm. but when you have more people in the household there's like this thought process being like well I have to take care of everybody because everybody knows that I'm going to do it. So therefore now they're all relying on me and they're not taking the initiative to help it.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think that's
0: where the feminist mindset for those women struggle with that. And I think yeah. that they would like it, but they can't even have that option in today's society.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Um, do I Going back to what you were saying about like they, they would be feminine for the right man. I always, I love uh, the joke of, can you imagine can you imagine if guys were like, I would be masculine for the right woman? Like they <laughs> guys can't get away with that. Yeah. Guys can't get away with that because we have the burden of performance, you know? And True. But, but, but uh, another kind of funny thing is men aren't taught to be masculine anymore, which, you know, why Thor wrote his book, because guys have guys don't even know how to have the dominant masculine presence for women to want to be submissive. You know
0: well, Why can't men choose to be to show their true masculinity? I'm not saying being like they just don't, or nothing, but like if not every woman deserves that man's attention, so yeah. he doesn't necessarily have the burden of performance for the woman he's not interested well, like a in. Guy,
2: right? A guy, a guy, a masculine guy is gonna be masculine all the time with everybody, you know. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Have you read the book Boy Crisis? It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like Thor's book, but not as good. Um, oh, that
0: was the one that Elena was showing yesterday. <laughs> oh, you you um, have it,
2: yeah. Episode. So boy boy crisis is really good because it analyzes the problem, right? Like boy, mm-hmm. little boys are raised in single mom households. They they spend all day in in school that are primarily ran by women now, and so boys only have a like a a feminine influence growing up, and they. Don't have it, you know. A lot of boys don't have any kind of masculine influence at all, and so then they're raised to be defective women, basically. And so when they come out into these relationships, um, and these women are like, "I I can't find a, a strong masculine man, right? Like they they just can't find them because they don't exist. There's so many boys out there that that are super feminine now. They don't even know what gender they are half the time. You know, it's it's a really Bad problem. That book really identifies it. Uh, The problem with that book, though, is it doesn't give good solutions. It basically says to double down on all the things that caused the problem to begin with. (laughs) You know, that's why I I like Thor's book much better because Thor actually Mm -hmm. says no. The key to the the problem with masculinity is to teach people to be masculine again. Oh yeah, teach boys to be masculine again. So
1: and only masculine men can teach that. Women cannot teach that.
2: Right, which uh, which also goes to why I like what you guys are doing, because your show isn't out there trying to talk to men and pander to men and tell men how to be men. I can't stand that. I can't stand like some of these feminine uh, the, these women dating oh. coaches. There's only like one female dating coach that I I have uh, some respect for, and that's because she's uh, she used to do door to door sales, and like I, I'm like okay, so you understand the psychology of. Of sales and how to make people like you quickly. I I like you. Okay. But most of the women out there, they're just, you know, sort of pandering to to the simps out there and you know, telling them, like, hey, you know, uh, women should like losers. You know, we should teach women to like losers and stuff. And the guys are like, Yeah, because I'm a loser. And 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 so then they get all these, you know, there it's basically like, you know, only fans for red pill. But you ladies are your your target demographic is other women like you're Mm -hmm. like hey look traditional women do exist in the united states sometimes we have to import them in like elena but they do exist here uh so so you don't you know like you don't have to be a passport bro because they're here you know there are traditional women in the u.s still and in here let's let us teach you younger ladies how to do it and how to live fulfilling lives because it's possible
1: well paul uh there are men who will listen to us because it's unavoidable. We live in a gynocentric society, but mm-hmm. even then, if men listen to us, referring them to you guys, <laughs> well, I, I think... mean, it, it's fine. If guys, if guys tune in, but that, that mm-hmm. it's kind of like how,
2: uh, I look at my show, right? Like sometimes women show up, they're there in the audience and that's cool. But my target demographics, not, not the ladies in the audience, yeah. it's, it's, it's the dude just to tell the dudes like, Hey, this is how. Uh, you act attractive and, and to keep women around, you know, like, <laughs> you know, this is what it takes to lead a relationship. This is what it takes to find a good woman. And uh, so the, my audience is, is the guys and sometimes women show up there, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but yeah, that's, but that's what I like about what you guys are doing is it's, you're trying to, your, your target demographic is other women. And you're saying, Hey, let's not be whores guys. Let's <laughs>
0: Basically let's get back to basics. Like, even though it's, it's sad, like, I mean, I've been told numerous times that we'll never be able to get fully all the way back and it's going to take something extremely drastic to happen in order for it to even to take a few steps backwards
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: it makes it hard being a traditional woman in today's society. It is because it's it's everywhere. So
2: it's You're, you guys are definitely the minority, you know.
0: And it like, and as like, Lena was saying, like it's it's we we're we're talking to the women to try to help women and educate women, but unfortunately, we're gonna get more guys than anything because they just want. I think it's more of like they see that there is a woman out there speaking the truth how can i share this oh like, my god she gets us
2: she gets me
0: <laughs> yes exactly but it's like the women will look at us and be like Ugh.
1: yeah and then will just
0: completely discard us
1: most yeah. of They're... my audience those guys who attend our live streams and i'm also running the community conversations on saturdays where we debunk uh, a lot of uh crazy misleading messages from yoga and fitness instructors and just talk Mm. about quantum physics (laughs) and other things. Um, They're mostly men. I was inviting. I'm always addressing my messages to women to get their attention, to invite them to the show so that they understand better. But uh, I think that uh, something bad in our society has to happen in order for women to realize, oh, we screwed up. Now it's time to wake up. And I'm just afraid that it's going to be too late. Mm. It's going to be too late. We will get into polygyny and then uh, women will be subjugated. Women will be enslaved. But if this is the cause. Cost... I like
2: the idea. Sign me up for that. Let's. Yeah, if, this is,
1: <laughs> if this is the cause of women to realize that they've screwed up, that uh, yep. they became so greedy, they don't appreciate the work that hardworking men are doing. Mm-hmm. let's be honest it's not women most women don't uh, take stem um specialties they don't study it uh they're not interested in working hard uh with electricity projects and other things that uh, are very demanding physically and mentally um they, they just want the prizes without uh, putting anything in exchange yeah and I,
2: it, I I shared a video today on my my Instagram story. Someone shared it with me, and I thought it was hilarious. It was uh, it was some lady at some conference, and she was like, "If you want if you want to talk, get a man. But if you want things to be done, get a woman." And everyone starts cheering, and then it's like uh, it's just pictures of like everything that's been built it, throughout history. You know, like the pyramids and. And like the Hoover Dam and all this stuff. And it's just women going, yeah, we did this. (laughs) It's like, like, y'all didn't build any of that stuff. Come on, come on now. But you supported the guys that did. Well, I'm
1: just curious, like what has to happen in our society for women to realize and back off?
2: I don't know. I I think the
1: whole internet needs to just get shut down where
0: there's no whole activity. And it's either you shape up and find a good man or you actually (laughs) have to go out there and work a, do a regular decent job that everybody else has to do.
2: I kind of like Glenn's idea of stoning women. Let's bring back stoning. I don't like
0: the stoning aspect, but I said <laughs> last night, rather, I, I said Burned last down. night that I'd rather just put them all on a stake and burn them like they burn were burn them the like table. witches. are <laughs>
2: all great ideas. Uh, yeah, I love this. Yeah, uh, the the scarlet letters. Let's bring that back. Let's bring back shaming. Um. I agree <laughs> with the scarlet letter. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Ladies, uh, we've, we've been going on here for, uh, for pretty close to an hour now. Uh, let's go ahead and, 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 wrap up. We'll start with, with Coco. Where, where can people find you online?
0: Um, so on YouTube, um, it's pillow talk with Coco and, um, on Instagram, it's, uh, Coco B A E dot B E dot fit. And that's pretty much it because I'm not big on social media. I just do those two things. And then you can catch me on Wednesdays um, with Miss Elena on Wives Club.
2: I just noticed that it still says Mr. Producer. I'm just going to fix it.
0: Thank you. I know I told him that when he started. (laughs) oh, crap, I can't change it. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm Mr. Producer
2: today. Okay. I I just now noticed that. So I just fixed it for you, Mrs. Producer. There we go. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Elena. Elena, where can people find you online? Where hold on, we got to go solo later. There we go.
1: Well, I have my ID account here at Elena's bar on Instagram. I'm not big on social media, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, I share a lot of interesting stories there, I debunk a lot of uh, misleading content and um. Yeah, I just share ideas with people there so you can follow me there and also join me for the workouts on Elena's Bar Fitness YouTube channel.
2: Okay. You're not are, you're not wearing you're not wearing my merch tonight. What's what's going on? Oh, is I that? am. Oh, it
1: is. Yes.
2: <laughs> None of you can be first, but <laughs> all you can be next. Hell yeah. <laughs> Elena bought like all my merch, so <laughs>
1: Yeah, well the only problem was with the cap. It didn't quite fit me. Maybe you uh, should come up with a hats for, for ladies. <laughs> ladies' hats.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we could we could maybe we, you know what? There's beanies. There's a you can get a rule zero beanie now. That that'll fit ah, that. It okay. fits everybody. Yeah, it's winter time, so perfect. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate it. And uh you guys have a good evening.
1: Thank, Thank you, you Paul. Mm-hmm. Take care.
2: Elena, Coco, thank you, ladies, for joining me today. You guys are welcome back anytime. That was a fun conversation. Uh, My favorite sound drop of all time. My favorite sound drop.
1: Shame this horse.
2: Yeah, shame these horse. We want a strong, uh, masculine, rational man. i love uh, elena's uh, russian accent it's hilarious i get a kick out of it uh i hope you guys really like that conversation give these ladies a follow their links are going to be in the description uh that's all i got for this episode guys if you haven't done so already please like subscribe hit those notifications and uh, be sure to drop a comment drop a comment your favorite emoji doesn't matter i'll boost us in the algorithm follow me on social media guys the links are in the description Get on the email list, get your PDF with 20 dating app openers, get the PDF with uh, the free chapter from my upcoming book on the four ways to meet women. And then I'll also mail you some free stickers, all sorts of freebies just for getting on the list, com. Speaking of the book, the book's going to be available December 11th on Amazon. I'm going to have autograph copies available on Gumroad as well. And then right now you can pre-order the Kindle edition for only 99 cents if you go to com. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, guys. loa. It's a mindset course. I played a commercial for that in the beginning. Join the Beer Club, guys. Get a free PDF with the uh, with the book. The book. Uh, Everything I wish I did when I was eighteen is available as a free PDF when you join the Beer Club. And then we also have, you know, monthly hangouts and something. That's a good group of dudes. And then finally, coaching's available at gumroad.comonmanpod.com. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. Be sure to tune in on Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now.
1: Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description now go out and get it